Welcome to Just a Phase, a podcast about modern parenting. Episode 19, Above Average Dad. This episode, we're going to talk about fatherhood, how we do it, how we learned it, and what hopes we have for it. Plus, we talk about kids at a Dolly Parton concert, parents gone rogue, and a couple other plans for the summer. Sounds good. Hi, I'm Whitney Crispell, mom to two girls, a toddler and a baby. And I'm Drew Ludwig, father to three daughters, ages 10, 7, and 5. So as we shared last episode, the podcast is taking a little summer break, and and we will resume releasing episodes in September. So that means that this episode that you're listening to right now is the last one you're going to hear for a couple months. Uh, But don't worry, we'll be spending our summer break interviewing guests, planning shows, and otherwise ensuring that season two of Just a Phase will be even better than our first. And giving you a chance to catch up on any podcast that you missed or just, you know, replaying them so you can get the deeper meaning. We've hidden some Easter eggs. See if you can find them. Um, if there's a topic that you want us to cover in season two, give us a shout and let us know. We are planning on tackling a few that we just couldn't get to this season, including foster parenting, anti-racist parenting, and blended families. Uh, we also want to bring you some more Parent Crush interviews and invite you to not. Okay, so with that, I will give our swear word warning, and uh, Drew, what's up? So last night, and we're going to talk about this a little bit in the interview, um, but went to Night of the Arts at my parents' school, Uh and man, that's an adventure. Um, I actually saw some pictures online, and it looked amazing. Well, it's a beautiful uh, site, and very, very talented kids, and a wonderful school, Mm -hmm. but like we were... Not into the first song when parents already... S- I saw one parent throw something at another parent. Wait, what? I mean, it was like a, uh, like a cough drop, right? Oh, but, like, we're already bored. I'm going to just throw it. No, like, I am mad at you. Like, there's so... Wait, what? So this is... What is happening? The event got so much better. But at the very beginning, like... The first songs are all the school kids at once. And all the parents are sitting in all of the seats, right? Okay. And early on, people are most enthusiastic about like getting their kid on video. And because it's all the kids, that means 100% of the parents want to take a picture. And the school leader wisely says, if you want to take a picture, there's lots of space on the side. Walk to the front. But if you stand up or you hold up your camera like... In in the middle, then you're just going to block everyone else's view. So if you're in the middle, if you're in the seats, stay in your seat. Don't block anyone's view. And I would say a good 85% of the parents heeded that. But it only takes one parent in front of you, like, holding up your phone. And then, like, we're, there's, like, some, like, rumble, rumble, rumble. And then it was like, hey, we can't see, right? And, like, look, he's holding up a stinking computer, right? Because... I mean, that's the thing about tablets, uh-huh. right? Like, they block a lot of you. Right. Right? And, yeah, so. and So that boy. makes sense. The cough drop throwing in that context makes a lot of sense. Sure. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Like, it was really, like, I'm, I'm just glad it didn't violence. escalate. <laughs> uh, and, and, but, I mean, I was ready to, like, throw a chair. I didn't. But, like, then I was like, come on. Like, and I was, you know, trying to keep a kindergarten pre-K kid next to me the whole time. And she wanted to stand on the chair so she could see. And I was like, no, we're going to be good people. And she's like, but look. And I was like, we're going to be good people. Yeah. Can I just, I mean, 
look, I'm a photographer. I take so many photos of my kids, but I also just feel like at some point we need to just, people need to just chill and enjoy it. And you're going to get a photo of your kid, but you don't need to like videotape the whole thing. Well, well I don't know. I don't know. See, no, now I'm they saying sell, that and I feel like. They sell DVDs of oh. the event. <laughs> Right. They're, yeah. Well, I wasn't gonna buy one because yeah. he's gonna watch a like watching yeah. it once is bad enough, right? Right. 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 But <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to like take a couple pictures for the photo album, you know. Do all your kids go to the same school? Nope. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that added excitement because like two kids were part of the program and they had all kinds of stuff, yeah. but the youngest kid, like, I just had to like bring along for the ride. Yeah. Does she? Does her school do something? Uh, they do a couple things, but they tend to do them during the school day, Yeah, which is so much nicer. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, my other kids, they, their school doesn't have an auditorium, so like they have to do it offsite. I think that necessitates it being evening and, you know, working parents and things like that. Like right. they right, definitely right, right. get much better attendance, um, than in the evening. It, yeah, because they yeah. do it in the evening. Yeah. So, so that was, that was last night. Uh, my, my joy of, well, I feel like in the last podcast, I previewed that my wife would be leaving town. Now we are like at the three quarter mark of her being She's away. She's still gone. I know, right? Wow. Well, if you're going to travel internationally, Again. right? Like it's real expensive to get there. So you Again, might as, well as stay I said, good for her. <laughs> yeah, good for her. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> but we're doing okay. Like I had a week of my mom helping us out and that went uh, way better than I expected. It went very. I expected it to be good, but it went very well. Uh, and now uh, my wife's mom is here, and she is doing a fantastic job. So uh, my routine hasn't been messed up too much. I'm surviving. That's good. That's good. Yeah. How's how's life for Whitney? It's going well. Um, I turned 33 on Sunday. Wow. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Turned 33. Took. We went to. Um, Dolly Parton, the Dolly Parton concert at this music venue, outdoor music venue called Art Park. Art Park is a great place to see a show. It was. The setup was super weird this night, but I'll, I don't have to Are go you into a Dolly that. Parton fan? Oh, yeah. She's freaking awesome. Like, just learn a little bit about her life and her, like, policies and stuff, and you will just fall in love with her. She's just charming. Like, I'm not a big country music person, but I appreciate the hell out of Dolly Parton. Okay. Um, But so we were going to go... Uh, we're going to get a babysitter, but we, we actually went out on Saturday night really late for a big party with Sean's work colleagues. So we just decided to bring the kids with us and it was, it was mostly really good. (laughs) Uh, you know, it was like, we had a nice walk into the venue. Uh, Viv was like for the first little bit of the concert. I think she was just like, what is this? Everybody's listening to music and clapping and loved it and And was that like viv's first concert yeah i mean i think it was both girls first concert really yeah okay and uh and it yeah it was fun we did it i mean at one point she wanted to like get up and walk around so then sean and i basically just watched the con no i sat with cc and we watched the concert separately (laughs) and then left a little early but but it was good so i i recommend taking your kid to a a concert all yeah although we had to pay freaking pay full price for the baby for that's ticket, ridiculous which i thought yeah i almost like if it wasn't my birthday i would have been probably thrown a little fit but right. i was like whatever we're just gonna do it 
So yeah, no, in our neighborhood here in Buffalo, the very soon starts the Elmwood Village concert series. Oh yeah, and that's just one of my favorite things to do it in is. the summer period. But it's really like kid friendly. It is. Like, yeah, we've gone to that. Grab a spot, and they dance, and they run, and they play, and usually we buy them some ice cream. And, yeah, and you can walk there and back. It's just so that's that's my kids. Ordinary, like I, I haven't taken them to a ticketed concert yet. Yeah. Although, man, my well, now they all like missing listening to like Mix ninety six and Kiss FM, and so like my oldest was asking if she could go to Kissmas. Uh, yeah, I, I just made a like disgusted face. Sorry. <laughs> sorry yeah so yeah you've got that whole scene ahead of you i did not go to that show yeah so but my niece who i've mentioned on this podcast before because she's the one who was like pro bieber anti-bieber back on the bieber train now she's gone to a bunch of those concerts like one direction justin bieber yeah uh she's got another one but she's not old enough that she could go on her own right no so a parent always has to (laughs) Always has to come with her, and we get a text like, "Hey, we're gonna be in Buffalo." This is your chance to be like the best aunt ever. Yeah, you're not gonna take. I would go. I would. I no. I maybe I'll go sometimes. Okay. Yeah. I hope her parents are podcast listeners. That was a commitment. (laughs) It was. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It was. So we didn't do Christmas bash last year. Uh, I don't know how old a kid has to be to go to a paid concert. I. I mean, I guess it depends on. I mean, the Wiggles, right? <laughs> but, like, I, I don't know when we're going to cross that bridge, but we certainly didn't cross it this year. Yeah. You can add that to your bucket list, though, by the way. The Bidwell Concert Series to your summer bucket list. It's on the summer <laughs> things that I do every Tuesday. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> list. Like, it's on the Tuesday list. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so, uh, today's topic is fatherhood. Yes, and this interview we're about to to share with you all is a combination of Justify's features. It's a little bit of a parent crush, a little bit of an quote unquote expert interview. Yeah, <laughs> and, I don't uh, feel like we're experts. Yeah, well we we invited our pal Kirk to come uh, sit on my porch and chat about his experiences as a parent, especially his thoughts on fatherhood. So let's uh, let's get to it. So welcome to Just a Phase, Kirk. Yeah, uh, glad thank, to be here. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for joining us to talk about parenthood and fatherhood in particular. So let's start with some background. Um, who's in your family, and when did you become a dad? Sure, I have a, a partner named Tracy, and my son is Jeremiah, and he was born in April of 2014. So he's just over two years old. All right, two years down. Yeah. And you live here in the, in Buffalo. Yep. All right. Okay, guys. So I am really interested in this conversation today. Um, I'm, I'm curious because I'm a mom with a Facebook account, and I'm, as we've mentioned, like... So unique. <laughs> so unique, yeah. And as we've mentioned, like, I think every episode, I am a member of Facebook mom groups, and I, I feel like between that and my newsfeed, I can't go a day without seeing some kind of, like, viral mom-centric article shared among my friends. And it seems like moms have a lot of issues. Some of them might be fake. Some of them might be real. But there's a lot of issues that are kind of talked about. But I feel like I'm less aware of what issues face dads, right? I mean, I have a conversation with my husband, Sean, about it. But, you know, hit me with, like, what are the dad issues? Or what do dads talk about when they get together? 
there aren't dad issues. Yeah, there really aren't that. I mean, yeah, there's not. He's Wait, right. The last time. <laughs> sorry we should have pre-planned the podcast the last time kirk and i got together and ended up talking about parenting we talked about those horrible years that kids are crotch height and they run into you and it hurts yeah it's pretty rough because kirk's entering those years right and i'm just about out of them yeah so that's like two to five it's a thing yeah so, like, I don't know how far, how much mileage you could get with a Facebook group out of that. No, not so much. We shared, uh, I think you were on the article conversation, like, we, we have a friend who helped us talk about, um, uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, about toxic masculinity at yeah. one point. So, like, that was a part of it. Like, it's not that we never, ever talk about those issues, but... It's certainly not daily and probably not weekly. The other thing, I mean, the thing that's been like rolling around my brain, especially raising a boy, is this this rape case out in Stanford, uh, Connecticut. And I just want to, I mean, I want to be really cognizant, even at this young age, to be like, you know, if somebody doesn't want you to touch them, do not touch them. So, I mean, me and my partner do a thing where he's... He's really energetic and he's always wanting to like give people hugs and it's like, you know, no means no, um, you know, hands to yourself. And like we've trained him to like when we say hands to yourself, like he puts his hands by his side. Yeah. And actually, like, so my middle daughter is an aggressive hugger. Yeah. So like it and like she'll like blindside people. So we've had that same conversation with her, like, you know, only hug people and want hugs. And, and then there's also been and, and it's kind of weird. Well, no, it's not weird. Um, but, like, I've read, like, articles about, like, rape culture and how, like, that starts, like, even in childhood. So, like, yep. me and my my kids, like, will, you know, wrestle and tickle and everything like that. But, like, I've learned, like, okay, when they say stop, like, whoop, take it seriously every time. Right. right. And so, yeah. And that, so we do do some yeah. cognitive it oh, just, I just think it's not, things. it's not on face, like, yeah, we don't have, like, the daddy blogs. I mean, I don't, I don't follow any daddy blogs. Right. Um, so, well, two things on that. One, we actually talked about this, your daughter being an aggressive hugger on a previous pod- podcast because someone had sent me an article and said I should share it um, with everybody about it was like 14 ways to give consent so i'm gonna send that to you kirk because i feel like in light of the stanford um case it would it would be helpful but so you're saying you don't have daddy blogs or facebook groups how like and we talked about this a little bit a couple weeks ago about friends but how do you like do you have a group of of friends that are that are dads i mean what's your what's your dad community obviously drew yeah i mean drew uh like justin i mean there's a couple um you know, I live I live out in the in the burbs, so I've got a couple a couple friends out there. Um, you know, and they're all dads. I don't know, but like, you know, we hang out, we bring our kids to each other's houses and like the other day my car died and I went and got a jump from a buddy of mine around the corner. I mean, I don't know. Uh yeah. I was I was on a front like dad bonding time happens a lot more in the summer. Yeah, uh, and the weather got nice, so we were all on one front porch while our children were near, 
Um, and uh, and there's a crime happened down the street, and uh, the police showed up, and we talked about you know what we should be doing. So we came really close to forming the Middle Aged Avengers. Nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the minivan. Yeah, <laughs> <You know>? yeah, yeah. <laughs> With uh, the flames on it. Yeah. Right? I mean, it was basically just us, you know, staying on the porch and yelling, stop it. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. So the, the, the dads do connect, but it's just less less formal. Yeah. So thinking back to pre-kids, you know, 20-something Kirk, right? Yeah, 20, I mean, 20 2013. 20-something Drew. I was 20-something pre-kids. Okay. 30-something pre-something. Well, I was 30-something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was later. So thinking back, um, how how did you guys imagine fatherhood fatherhood versus kind of the reality of, of, of what it is now? So I have a really funny story on that. Like, my, uh, my partner, Tracy, I was like, yeah, we'll be playing with, like, trucks and cars, like, pretty much out of the womb. <laughs> and like and so even before he was born she bought uh like these like stuffed cars that we could play like play with and yeah as it turns out the first like you know eight ten months is not not playing with cars uh yeah so that was or really yeah anything yeah, yeah pretty much um yeah, so I in my family of origin, I'm the oldest of five, and I've got three little brothers. Um, those are the youngest ones. Like my sister is close to me in age, so I just in my head, like I imagine that all babies were male. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I know that's not how it works, right? But yeah. like you know, like on in Muppet movies, like Kermit the Frog has frogs, the the boys are frogs and the girls are pigs, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I was um, I, I I imagined raising sons instead of daughters, and I know that it wasn't like I know that I'm smarter than that, yeah. But like it's just. All of my early experience with little kids was with little boys. Um, so, yeah. So my children are not like my brothers. They're very different. <laughs> um, and I I don't know. I I was thinking about the, that this morning while I was still sleeping and my mother-in-law was helping get the kids off to school. And I was like, I think that I, in my idealized self, would be up and helping <laughs> And <laughs> doing something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so there's that's part of the difference between what I imagined. I'm I'm not a total slacker all the time, but I did imagine like coaching sports teams, right? And I I helped out with with my oldest baseball team for like a couple weeks. Um, yeah, it it I don't know. Like, it, I think it's also fair to say. I didn't think about it that much. Like, I, I don't know. Like, my daughters are already making plans for what kind of moms they'll be. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, they're young, yeah, right. so, like, they're That's kind totally of, like, true. ridiculous. Like, I'm going to have 100 kids and be, like, a doctor and a pastor and a, right. a teacher yeah. and a mom. And right. like, okay, go ahead, right? Like, um, yep. But, like, I didn't, no. I didn't make plans like that when I was young or even, like, until I, had I got kids. older and I was like, I think <laughs> anyway. I think I'll have kids. But if we don't, yeah, whatever. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, I wonder if the fact that girls get baby dolls when they're five years old and boys are made fun of has anything to do with that. Yeah. But yeah, you know, sure. it, it's real, man. The the girls. Um, so Father's Day is this Sunday when we're recording. This will air after, but um, thinking about the fathers in your lives, um, you know, friends, your own fathers, in-laws, brothers, whomever. Um, you got any, like, lessons or stories to share that have kind of helped shape you guys as dads? I think one of the things for me is uh, my dad always kissed us. And I know a lot of dads don't, right? Especially with their, their sons. So I have, I mean, I have an older brother. I'm the middle and then a younger sister. Um, and he always kissed us and he would sing in church. And that's another weird thing that like a lot of males. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of males are like. Men don't sing. Men don't sing. I mean, I sing. It's emotional. I sing too. Right. And so I'm glad like, you know, I'm glad that that was like a thing that he did so that I saw it uh-huh. and, you know, can I hopefully translate it, translate it to my, uh, to my son too. That's funny. Like my dad would sing most of the time, but I feel like maybe he sang because he knew that like I was there and I was supposed to sing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like we're supposed to sing, so uh, I better sing. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah. Well, yeah. But I, I mean, so I don't know about like stories and lessons, but like it, it's one of those things where you kind of get lucky or not like i think i think that i'm a pretty good dad i mean i joke about being a bad dad but i'm all right right yeah, you're good like, you I, but I, I i think that whatever i'm doing right i mostly got from my father and like his father was a good dad before him yeah. right so like i mean you you just learn from your most immediate model and sometimes you learn to do some things different i I do make some different choices than than my dad in terms of parenting, but like in terms of just like general like posture and proclivity, like I think a big part of being a good dad is oh, this sounds so corny, but like just wanting to be a good dad, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know, like mm-hmm. it's like those stupid commercials, like the first step to being wealthy is wanting to be wealthy. It's like check, right? right? Um, but I, I feel like there's there's some guys that are just like, oh, good dad, whatever. Like, if yeah. I get to it, you know? So, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, no, I think it's, I mean, I think the point is, is like prioritizing your kids and your family. And that's hard, I mean, amongst the like many other roles that we play. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, to be like, I want to be able to spend time with my, my kids and my, and my partner. Um, and yeah, that's a choice. Yeah. I think, you know, when I think about my parents, like the thing that they did right, uh, they did lots of things right. But like my dad wasn't like the most like active parent uh, or like, or the most affectionate parent or I, he's good at all that stuff. But like, you know, just regular dad kind of stuff. But one of the things is he... He always took us seriously, him and my mom. Like, yeah, like cool. just to be able to like talk things out and like consider things and like, and I feel like my parents both, like my mom had a thing where like she didn't use like baby talk with us, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I I use baby talk with 
but <laughs> yeah. this is time and a place, right? right, right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but I do feel like I was raised with a certain amount of like respect and assumed maturity even if it wasn't quite there yet no i feel like you saying that like touched something inside my brain i'm like perhaps a light bulb (laughs) maybe that's why they call it anyway no but that's so true like taking kids seriously what a wonderful thing to take away from your parents and and i'm gonna I'm going to be thinking about that too, because they do like, and I'm guilty of that too. Like kids tell you something or they feel something and there's just this, like this, we want to like rush them along sometimes or, mm-hmm. or, or just assume like they're saying something cause they're a kid. And I don't know. I just think that's a beautiful gift to take away from yeah, no, it's your awesome. parents, your dad. So what are some of the assumptions or stereotypes about dads that, that people make that annoy you guys? Dads don't have emotions, you know. Dads necessarily need to be the breadwinner. Um, dads are incompetent. Yeah, dads. Yeah, right. I feel like that's the big one. Yeah. Like, uh, all my kids are out of diapers now, but like the couple times, couple times. Well, I didn't do the majority of the diaper changing, right? But I didn't do none of it, and it was one of those things where, like, if I changed a diaper and people saw it, they'd be like, "Wow." Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> we share responsibility like yeah. there are kids not yeah. just the so, the woman especially when the diapers need changing yeah it's weird like a couple weeks ago i had my kids out to lunch and it was me and my kids because my wife was doing something different and some some dad came up to me and was like yeah i was a single dad too and i was like <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with it but yeah yeah, my wife is just somewhere else right right? right, right. you don't have to be together all the time and you know i do care for the kids occasionally yeah how do you guys respond to that i mean you just kind of brush it off i mean at least i mean that's how i roll with it you're just like eh you know yeah i mean it's kind of like oh if you if you make like you make it worse if you make too big a deal of it, right? Because right. then you're like, "Wow, not only are you heroic, but you won't take credit for being here a right. hero." That's what heroes do. Right, <laughs> you know? right, right, right. No, that's true. <laughs> you know, so it's it's like, yep, yep, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> like, I mean, would you rather I not change the diaper? Yeah, right? like, like it is gonna smell. It smells like poo here. <laughs> yeah, like it's pretty rough. <laughs> like, are you volunteering? Do you want to change it? Yeah, right? like, like I don't have to be a hero. Go right ahead. <laughs> right, we are at a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Like, it's so my wife and I have different last names, and uh, when our children were foster children, our kids had a third different last name. So, like. Uh, when teachers uh, looked at, like, the kid's name, then they'd look at the guardian's name, and usually, you know, and so some of the gender roles do carry forward. I'm not superhero progressive dad all the time. So my wife would fill out all the forms, and so her name would often be first. And so they'd they'd call me, uh, or they'd call, and I'd answer the phone, and, like, that would just, like, oh, man on the phone, what? Right? And they'd be like, is this uh, Mr. Tufts, which is my wife's last name? (laughs) right and i'd be like um this sure (laughs) why not (laughs) right Mm -hmm. like i'm i'm the kid's dad you got the right person right right different name but uh so like 
but people do assume that like the woman will drive the bus on like all of the decisions and things like that. And teachers, they they've gotten better at talking to me like when I answer the phone or uh, when I volunteer for a field trip or something. Something I thought I would do more, but I don't do never. Um, don't do never. That makes sense, right? Yeah. I yep. I. I you do it. It's sometimes. the season, and <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm gonna be at field day this week. So, right. yeah, it's gonna make my kids happy and me miserable. So, I mean, that's a fatherhood thing, right? Like last night was um, my kid's school's night of the arts, which means you know all the visual artists hang up, and then there's concerts and uh, kids sing and play instruments, and, and it was a wonderful night. And uh, two other parent friends of mine were sitting behind me. And they were just over the moon. They were so thrilled. And, oh, our son's a genius. And we're so happy to be here. And, like, even before I heard them start saying that, I was like, ah, two hours in a chair listening to children. (laughs) And and then they did all that. And I was like, you are definitely better parents than me. Like, I can't fake it. Like, and maybe, you know what, the key difference, maybe, uh, well, the the two parents behind me are both women, so maybe it's like a male-female thing. But they also had one and exactly one kid, right? So they could give him all their attention. Right. And, like, I had two kids that were in the show, but I had a third kid that I was, like, wrestling with to, like, keep from destroying the world. I also know the the parents that you're talking about and i just think they're better than everybody so they're just like yeah they're we've pretty been trying to get them on the podcast and we will in season two <laughs> stay tuned i think i know who to and yeah they're amazing <laughs> okay so so it's not just me being no, a bad parent i just yeah. feel like a bad parent next to an extraordinary parent right right okay that makes me feel a little yeah, bit better like good. you know what like a B is a good grade. No, nah, yeah, it's really good because they're <laughs> yeah. getting like A plus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're right? getting like, like A plus. Not we can't we can't all be in the one percent. Right, it's no, just that's mathematically right. That's right. That's impossible. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think another thing that annoys me is like, I guess like we'll go places and like I, I cook, so like I cook for our household, um, and like we'll bring something and I'll have cooked it. And people always assume that like Tracy made it and like, well, she's, she's yeah, you're a real jerk. If you correct. Right. That. And you're like, you're like uh, no. yeah, like, right. Like, no, it was actually me. <laughs> um, or like, yeah, I mean, it's just a funny and like, but you know, Tracy does the electronics and like, she fixes things. And like, so just those like really gendered like roles. I'm like, no, like, she, you know, like yesterday we just bought a dehumidifier and she set it up and then like made sure it drained right and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, go to town, <laughs> you know, there have been a couple times when we've been like, it, it's, it's when it doubles up. Like my, my wife likes to do carpentry. Yeah. Right. And so there have been a couple times where like she has been building a table and i've been like cooking a casserole for someone who just had a baby and i yeah, was like yeah. okay we've done it <laughs> right yeah no, it's so, awesome but that all goes away when it's time to take out the trash like right, we'll fall right. back into gender roles yeah, no, yeah. pretty pretty quickly yeah <laughs> we just have some strategic ways that we, we don't that we break them yeah that's right all right so you guys are both white uh straight 
dads. Okay. It's true. But I also know from knowing you both that you're committed to uh, racial and economic gesture, gender, LGBTQ equality. Talk to me a little bit about how your commitment to those forms of justice, you know, influences your parenthood. I mean, Kirk, I think you kind of talked, you started to talk about a little bit with the Stanford rape case, but. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, truth is my son has been to more rallies than I ever was, you know, I until I was been like to more rallies 18. than I have. <laughs> right, right. I mean, you know, like it was pretty awesome. So we were doing the fight for 15, like wage. Oh. So fight for 15. So I'm, I'm the director of the coalition for economic justice and we've been uh, fighting for 15, especially for fast food or food workers, but for all workers here in New York state. And uh, so last summer there was this, wage board that the governor put together what we could actually you know potentially get to 15 so pretty awesome um and my son was standing or like with his mom on the steps of city hall and like the lieutenant governor was speaking or something and he saw somebody like with a basketball walk by who was like dribbling the basketball and just like screamed his head off as lieutenant governor is like speaking and everybody else like cheered. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think it made the news. I mean, like it was just pretty ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, he's, he's been in, in marches, he's been in rallies. I wanted to bring him, uh, to the most recent, uh, to the most recent vigil for Orlando, uh, you know, this, you know, uh, but the thing is, is he's pretty rambunctious. And I was like, yeah, vigil candles, you know, maybe not the right. spot for him. Yeah. So I, I was at that vigil too and I got there and I saw my neighbor with her son and I thought, yep, parent fail. Like this is a chance to, yeah help my kid grow and she did the right thing although like she also left early because it was in the evening and her kid couldn't sit still and um yeah and and so like i want i I mean we won't make you do like parent fail confessions but i still haven't had a conversation with my kids about orlando um my kids have i now i'm in excuse making mode right like my kids have a high level of anxiety um mm-hmm. and i really didn't want to like turn that up especially their their mom is out of town right now and i was like oh yeah they just don't need to think about like somebody's parents could be killed right. while their their mom is gone yeah but like i do feel like that part of being uh a good parent uh is like helping kids see these things mm-hmm. appropriately and help them get through it. And, and part of us being, you know, the, you know, our, our privileged straight male white guys, right. Is that we do more than most people get to choose when our kids think about this stuff and right. we get to introduce conversations to them rather than, Oh yeah, that just happened to you. That happens to us. Like that these these things happen to us and we have to figure it out. Yep. Yeah. So I hear you guys saying like, in addition to that, um, just showing up places is important too to you as, as a, as parents, as, as fathers that, you know, ha- making opportunities for your kids to see whether it's a vigil in action or a rally, 
um, that, that that's part of your strategy. Yeah, no, I think that's right. I mean, the thing, so, you know, we're out in the suburbs now and it, you know, it like it's a ton of white people. Um, and like that concerns me. So I've got to be, I mean, it's forced me to be more intentional about, you know, who he hangs out with and I'm, and I'm working on it. I mean, it's not hundred percent. Uh, but you know, I don't want him to grow up with only, you know, one sort of friend. I mean, it just sounds, you yeah. know, it seems bad, not, not helpful for anybody. Yeah. And I will say that we tend to underestimate what our kids can handle. So, yeah. um, it, you know, in, in my church, there are, uh, often people with like obvious mental illness that show up. Um, and I say obvious just because a lot of us have mental illness and do a pretty good job of like, you know, not showing everybody it. Right. Um, but like, people that would shout out and interrupt and, you know, uh, just be disconnected from reality sometimes. And like by, um, seeing that in church and handling that, like, uh, and then having conversations with me, like Mm -hmm. kids quickly learned, uh, although boy, they saw a person with an amputation before and they were like, like, like last week and they're like pointing and like, what's wrong? And I was like, you know, sometimes there's accidents and it's really don't point <laughs> like, yeah, like, we can talk about this. But like, right. you know, how how would you feel if people pointed at you and how you were different? Right. Yeah. Um, so but like through the experiences at church, like we'd see other people uh, that were, you know, just kind of acting off and they'd say, oh, uh, their brain works differently like so and so's. Right. And I'd be like, yeah, you you got this. Like, good job. You talk about church and church i mean jeremiah loves our church um you know it's a church with you know african refugees you know lgbtq people i mean everybody uh and so yeah going to church is an opportunity for him to just get to know a lot of different people that he wouldn't necessarily get to know and it's pretty it's been really meaningful i mean he talks about it a lot he also loves a parade but you know Parade. <laughs> Parades in church, kind of, you know, there's a lot of there's some similarities. So I'm going to put you guys on the spot a little bit, but you were talking about church. You're both men of the cloth. Is that, that <laughs> Yeah, that's okay. right. And so, so you guys, faith is a big part of both of your lives. Um, I'm, not, I'm not raising my kid with any religion. I'm, I don't, I don't know what I am. A- atheist, agnostic still figuring it out but i'm curious about that like what so you you bring your children to church do you guys have conversations about different faiths with them like what yeah so my son loves i mean like we have i don't know so my my partner goes to deville and they have this like discard pile at the library and like last summer they had like thousands of kids books and so she just dug through and found, you know, crazy books and good books and, <laughs> I don't know, just all these books. And he loves, I mean, he loves, like, a couple books from uh, the Jewish tradition. Um, I mean, he reads them over and over again. Um, so the funny thing is, is, like, you know, I'm a pastor, but 
I'm not really good at prayer. Weird. Whatever. Uh, but the thing that's made me really like dig into prayer is my kid. Um, so every night before we go to before we go to bed, uh, we have you know a routine like most parents, uh, and like at the very end we say a prayer, and you know I say like what are you thankful for, and he'll say dump trucks and grandma and you know cement mixers and uh, all the good you stuff. know all the good stuff that he's thankful for. And, like, it's really, I mean, the truth is, is, like, his gratitude has helped me to focus more on my gratitude and, like, and my thankfulness in my own life. And it's been a really amazing gift that he is totally unknowingly, I think, maybe, I don't know, he probably knows, uh, has, has given me. Um, where, like, I pray and I say thanks. I think that. I feel like we should all pause and be thankful for dump trucks. Yeah. Amen. Like, (laughs) where would we be? (laughs) Without cement mixers. (laughs) I mean, so, yeah, I mean, it's cool. And grandmas, right? Oh, yeah. And mom. Yeah, no, right. How horrible that I went to dump trucks first. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. Um, Yeah, so my kids, um, they faith formation uh, has been weird uh cuz cuz they got started before they came uh to us and within the same tradition like but also like just kind of disconnected and um and it took them a while to like even though like we tried to like patiently like explain it like just to get like that there are other people that do other things and they're surrounded by other people that do other things. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, I mean, like one of my kids like started putting like a skirt on her head, like doing a really good imitation of like a Muslim head covering and cause her friends did it and she thought it was cool and she wanted to be like her friends. And I was like, okay. Like, it's, that's not really your thing though right, <laughs> right? like right. it's good for your friend to do that like there's nothing wrong with it but like you're I again like i don't know how, how you have a cultural appropriation conversation with a nine-year-old right, right? right but right. it's just like it, yeah and, and my other kid went to preschool in the jcc which was great because yeah, like cool. her hebrew got better than mine yeah, um there you go but she'd be like well Where's our Hanukkah party? <laughs> right. right, right, right. I was like, you can have Christmas or you can have Hanukkah, but you don't get both. Right. <laughs> right. She's like, oh, I like Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can have Hanukkah at school. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. And if, if other people can have Christmas and have Hanukkah, I'd, but I just don't have time for all of that. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, I do pray with my kids. I encourage them to pray. I mean, it's been, I guess. Like, I've been trying to be more of a gracious parent uh, and, like, model my faith practice, but also, like, leave them freedom. So, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. at the end of the night, uh, right, rather than, rather than like, it's time to pray, uh, I'd be like, would you like to pray, right? Yeah. Um, and it's weird, like, my, my youngest, who uh, I feel like, you know, 
with the adoption and everything like that like is the most attached to me mm. like she's the one that really doesn't like praying um <laughs> and like and she's had the most chance to have it like modeled and practiced and everything like that but like dinner time prayers i know it's going to be like one of the other two and if we say like hey would you like to pray she'd be like no <laughs> it was like, like not, not gonna. all right so like i've <laughs> yeah. got just a little like budding free thinker yeah. right there and uh i have no idea where she got it but <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's there no i mean i think at the end of the day like you know i want my son to to be a good person right i mean and whatever faith he chooses or if he chooses not to have you know a faith tradition that he associates with amen um you know if you're if you're a decent human being that's the that's the thing that matters in my book well i think that's a really lovely note to wrap up on thank you guys for talking about fatherhood and your experiences yeah thank you thanks appreciate it yeah it was awesome thanks for having me So that was fun. Yeah. Before we uh, finish up, let's do our picks for person, place, or thing. What have you got this week? You go first. <laughs> Are you going to think about it while I talk about mine? I totally forgot. <laughs> I totally forgot what my thing was. I didn't write it down. Okay, you go first. Okay. Well, I mean, mine's corny, but my my person is people, and I just... <laughs> Oh, Drew, I like it. Sorry. So I, I have I really to appreciate like my mom and my mother-in-law yeah. uh, because they're they're just going above and beyond. They made a special trip to Buffalo so that my wife could make her trip and so that I don't go crazy while she's gone. That's really awesome. So two people, Linda and Elaine. That's really awesome. Okay. Did you think of yours? You didn't. This is getting edited out. All right. So mine is a thing uh i guess yeah i guess it's technically a thing um an idea and that is to let your kid help you with gardening oh okay so viv has a like this is yeah this is the first year she's really been into the garden when we leave the house she says bye mommy's garden bye vivi's garden says bye to our neighbor johnny's garden really really into it we live in like the heart of kind of Buffalo's garden walk area. So we have lots of beautiful, beautiful front yards around us. And um, she's really into watering it. And it's a total pain in the ass sometimes because it would be much easier for me to just do it myself or put the sprinkler on and not have her like fill up 80 buckets of her Mickey Mouse Mm -hmm. (laughs) watering can. But it brings her so much joy. She loves it. And I am just reminding myself all the time to... Let her do it. Yeah. Let her participate in it. Have we discussed the purple flower on the podcast yet? No. So we used to have a purple flower in our front garden, and it was kind of like off by itself. And we had a special needs kid who loved the purple flower. And, you know, so for the longest time, it was purple flower, purple flower, purple flower. And he'd point, and people would come over, and he'd take your hand and walk you over and point out the purple flower uh and then the purple flower died oh no well and then we got months of purple flower dead purple flower dead purple (laughs) flower dead right so like i i still think of him every time i see a purple flower that's awesome that's that's so sweet yeah purple flower dead i love it um yeah so those are our people and things um this has been the last episode of just a phase for the season, yes. not, not for the year, but 
till September. Uh, so remember that you can subscribe and review and rate our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever fine podcasts are podcasted. You can find us um, on Facebook at Just a Phase Podcast, and we'll probably keep updating throughout the summer. So oh, yeah. definitely join us there. Um, Instagram on the, under the same name, and on our website at justafazepodcast.tumblr.com. Uh, Just a Face Podcast is produced by Whitney Crispell, and our theme music is Urbana Metronica Woo Yeah Mix by Spinning Merkaba, and it is used under a Creative Commons license. All right, everybody, have a great summer. Drew, have a great summer. And you have a wonderful summer.